0: Good morning, church. Hope you guys are doing well this morning. Hope you guys have been worshiping the Lord with us and with Amanda and John. But let's get right into it this morning. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Psalm chapter 23. Psalm 23 is where we're going to be this morning. And we just started a new sermon series this past Sunday called Ready or Not. And we called it Ready or Not because there's a lot of things that come into our life and come at us whether we're ready for them or not transitions and changes ups and downs even the mundane moments and we're trying to learn from this sermon series, how we can thrive in every moment of life, whether we're ready for it or not. And so we're going to be talking about that same thing this morning. Uh, Last week, we talked about the mundane moments of life, how to be ready for those. This week, this morning, we're going to be spending a few moments together and talking about how we can thrive in the dark moments, in the dark seasons of our life. How do we thrive in the dark seasons? How do we thrive in the moments where things really aren't going the way we wish they would? How do we thrive when we've lost the job, when uh, the marriage is strained? How do we thrive when we're having the struggling child and when the finances aren't working out the way we'd like them to? How do we thrive in these what you'd call dark seasons? Perhaps someone's uh, had an illness or a diagnosis. Someone close to you has died recently. How do we thrive in these moments, in these dark seasons of life. What do we do? Because the truth is, God wants to use the dark seasons that we're going through. No matter how dark or bleak they look, God wants to use those moments of your life. And I believe He can show us that this morning. And this is, this is what we see in the story of David. David, as a mundane shepherd boy, he learned a few things about living through dark moments. And that's when he records Psalm chapter 23. He learned everything we're going to read from Psalm 23 from his days as a shepherd boy. And so, let's look at Psalm chapter 23, starting in verse number 1. He says, "...the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, I shall not lack." they comfort me. So David is drawing a correlation between us as humans and us as in uh, sheep. He's saying that we as humans are much like sheep and God is much like our shepherd. And this is actually a very very apt and this is a fitting metaphor for us because we are like sheep. And what he's saying here, he's saying many things, but what's important for us to see is that he acknowledges that regardless of who you are, Whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian, we're all going to go through the valley of the shadow of death. We're all going to face dark moments and dark seasons in our life. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian or if you're a non-believer. It doesn't matter if you're an optimist or a pessimist. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, educated or non-educated. We all go through dark seasons. We've all gone through the valley of the shadow of death. Perhaps you're walking through one in these days right now. The question this morning is, How do we thrive in those moments? How do we not just survive, but how do we thrive in those moments of hardship? How do we thrive in the midst of the diagnosis, in the midst of the rough patch in your marriage, the lost job? How do we thrive in these moments, in the dark moments of your life? And this is an important question because most of us in the dark seasons of our life, we just wanna get through it, right? We say, if I can just make it through this period of my life, make it through this moment, make it through this season, I'll be fine. If I can just put this behind me and we want to get the dark season behind us as soon as possible, and forget that it ever even happened. And there's nothing wrong with it that's completely natural. But God is saying, what if I had something I wanted to teach you? What if I had something I wanted to give you? What if you could actually build in this moment of your life? It's not just something you look at and say, oh, I wish that had never happened, but oh, I'm glad that happened because of everything I learned, because of how I thrived and how I grew in those moments. The scriptures this morning are going to show us not just how to Uh, survive and get through these seasons, but actually how to thrive in these seasons. And this isn't going to say, this isn't to say that we're going to be happy about all the things we go through in life. We're going to just be so glad we are going to hurt and we're going to feel pain probably in the dark seasons, but we'll be able to thrive in these seasons. I believe God wants to use these moments of our life, even these tough times of our life, it, it reminds me of this uh, little beach store that my wife and I uh, went into, walked into many years ago in Oregon. We walked into this little beach store. It was like a little jewelry shop. And just so you guys all know, I don't make it a habit of walking into jewelry shops. This is just one of those once-in-a-lifetime things that I was trying to be nice to my wife. We walked into this jewelry store, okay, on the beach. And as we walk in, we see all this jewelry. It looked kind of odd. Come to find out, the owner tells us that all the jewelry... Had been made from uh, pieces of scraps, pieces of bits and bobs that this owner had found along the seashore early in the morning. As this, as the owner walked along the seashore, she'd take all these bits and bobs and uh, little pieces of what people would consider junk and trash, and she would refashion them and recycle them into these really interesting uh, pieces of jewelry. And, you know, I thought to myself. This is how God uses the dark seasons of our life. This is how God uses the pieces of our life that we think are no good, that we think are junk. He takes those pieces of our life, he refashions them and he recycles them and he makes something from them. That's what God wants to do in your life this morning. Through all those seasons of your life you wish weren't there, you wish would just go away, that you could just fall away from, God wants to recycle and repurpose those parts of your life this morning. See, this is what David shows us in his in, in Psalm chapter 23, that God wants to make something from what we think is nothing. I believe God can refashion and recycle the dark moments of our life for good. The seasons of difficulty and darkness might, might be some of the most difficult and crucial because it's in these moments we are tempted to doubt things that used to be clear. In these moments, we are more susceptible to loneliness, to despair, and discouragement. We're also more susceptible to make decisions that are unwise in these days. Some things we would never have questioned before, we begin to doubt when we're in a dark season of life. We start to ask ourselves questions like, is this really the place I want to be? In the dark season, we ask ourselves, is this really the marriage I want to be in? In the dark season, we ask ourselves, is this really the thing that I want out of life? In the dark season, we ask ourselves, do I cut off communication with that family family member? In the dark seasons, we might ask ourselves, why not buy this thing that isn't in my budget? You see, in the darkness, we are more susceptible to making decisions that we otherwise never would have made because the darkness brings about doubt in our life. We uh, so, so it's... It's like when you're in a dark season and the lights seem like they're off. When you're in a season of your life and there's darkness and you're walking through darkness, the decisions I make are not going to be as clear as when I make them in the light. I may decide to take a step to the left or a step to the right, but the chances that I'm going to make the wrong step are greater. And in the darkness, I am more susceptible to making decisions influenced by doubt or fear. Things that used to be clear are filled with doubt in the darkness. You know what God's telling us this morning? Don't doubt in the night what was clear in the light. God put you in that marriage you don't need to doubt that in the darkness God put you in that situation God put you in that place. God gave you that house He gave you that budget He gave you the things that you have in your life don't doubt in the night what was clear in the light you can trust God with those parts of your life. don't make decisions in darkness don't make decisions in darkness we are more susceptible to making poor decisions in seasons of trial and pain and darkness if God led you into that marriage don't doubt that When things are tough, if God led you to that church or to that place or to that budget, don't doubt that in the times of darkness. In tough times, we're tempted to put a question mark where God put a period. You see, this is exactly what the devil wants us to do. You remember all the way back in Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 3, the serpent came to Adam and Eve and he asked them a question, Yea, hath God said, did God really say that? And he put a question mark where God put a period. And we are more susceptible to putting a question mark where God put a period in the dark seasons of our life. And you look at what David said in verse number four. Look at verse number 23, uh, chapter 23 and verse number four. He says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. So after David recognizes that the sheep sometimes walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he makes an incredible statement. He says, "I will fear no evil how is he able to say that? The sheep are walking through a valley in the darkness, yet they are able to say, we're not going to fear even in the valley, even in the dark place, even when things are hurting, even when things are painful, even when I'm walking through seasons of my life that are dark, they weren't walking in fear. How are the sheep, how is David able to say that? Here's why. Because the shepherd is walking with them. The shepherd, the sheep don't need to fear the darkness because the shepherd is walking through the darkness with them. He's guiding them and leading them through the darkness. You may not always see God's purpose, but you can always be sure of His presence. You may not always see the plan and understand why what's happening is happening, but you can always be sure that God is with you every single step of the way, even in the times of pain, even in the diagnosis, even in the illness, even in, yes, the pandemic, even in every situation of our life. You don't always understand His plan, but you can be sure of His presence. Right now, God's presence is with you. Whatever you're going through, God's presence is there. He is with you. He's going to comfort you. He's going to guide you. He is with you. He's exactly what you need Him to be. When you're walking through your illness or when you're reeling from a lost job or a strained relationship, that's not the time to drift. That's the time to become even closer to Jesus than you were before. Who you're walking with is greater than what you're walking through. I think we need to tell ourselves that this morning. Who you're walking with is greater than what you're walking through. It doesn't matter what you're walking through. The person who's walking with you is greater than all those things. You see, it reminds me of this time that me and my wife went to a scary maze during a a fall season, during the Halloween season. We went to this little scary maze. And as we were walking into this scary little maze, uh, I noticed one thing very clearly was that in this dark, scary maze, my wife started to, she started to inch up really close to me. And she started to not just inch up really close to me. I started I started to feel her nails digging into my clothing and digging into my back because she was clean. She was getting right as close as she could get to me in this scary little maze. And, and full disclosure, I never told her this, but I actually was just as scared as anybody else was. I just, as a husband, you gotta act like you're, you're all big and bad and you gotta act like you're not scared of anything. But on the inside, I was like, man, I really wanna push her forward and make sure she gets all the creepy crawlies jumping out at her and not me. But in those moments, she was creeping up behind me, getting as close as she's clinging to me. That's what you have in Jesus during the dark seasons you have someone you can inch up close to you can cling to you can hold on to you are in the darkness by yourself doesn't matter what your emotions are telling you doesn't matter what everyone else is telling you doesn't matter what culture is telling you you are not alone in the dark seasons you are not by yourself there is someone in front of you because he is greater than anything you're walking through he wants you to cling cling, cling to him he wants you to hold tight to him he wants you to inch up as close as you can to him him because who you're walking with is greater than what you're walking through. It doesn't matter what kind of darkness you're going through. He's greater than that thing. It doesn't matter what kind of illness, pain, or situation. He's greater than that thing. And you can cling to Him during that situation and season. Hold tight to the light. Jesus is our light in the darkness. Hold tight to the light. Jesus is the source of light in the darkness. He wants us to hold closely to him. You see this in John chapter 8 and verse number 12. Jesus speaks here. He says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You see, Jesus is the light. He's the source of peace in your problem. He's the source of clarity in the fog, in the darkness of life. Our relationship with God is where we find light in the darkness. Walk with Him throughout the day. Walk with Him in the darkness. Walk with Him. Hold tight to the light. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ that's that's daily that's relational, that's every single morning, every single day, throughout the day, you're spending time and having relationship with Jesus Christ. You have that time where you're holding tight and you're clinging to Jesus. That's what we need this morning. His Word is our lamp. His Word is our light. If you're looking for hope, if you're looking for help, if you're looking for direction, you'll find it in God's Word. God's Word is how we enter the darkness without the darkness entering us. You know, it's like, um, it's like kids when they need a nightlight. They're so afraid when there's no light in their room and you close the door to put them to bed and there's no light in the room and they get scared and, and you don't want them crawling out of bed in the middle of the night and to crawl into your bed in the middle of the night. You don't want them crawling out and crawling into your bed. So what you do is you put a little nightlight in their bedroom so that they can look at that little light and be comforted and they can see that light and they can see the surroundings of their room. You know, God is saying, That's what his word is to us. That's what his word is for us. It's the nightlight that we need in this life. You see, this is how David put it in Psalm 119, verse number 105. He said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sit against you. He says, this is, these are, these are what I'm hiding in my heart. I'm hiding the light in my heart. David understood that if he was going to thrive in the dark seasons of life, it was going to be God's word that lit his way. It was going to be God's word that made it possible. This leads me to something else that we uh, see in this verse. Look again at verse number four. Look again at verse, Psalm 23 and verse number four. He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy staff and thy rod, they comfort me. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Here's my question. Why are the sheep in the valley of the shadow of death in the per- in the first place? Did they take a wrong turn? Did they do something wrong? Why are the sheep in this dark place? Why are they in the valley? Why are they in the shadow? Why are the sheep in this situation? Did they do something they shouldn't have done? Did they take a wrong turn somewhere? Did they make a bad decision along the way? Did the sheep do something they weren't supposed to do that they're now in the darkness and in the valley? No. The sheep are in the valley because the shepherd led them there. You see... The sheep had done nothing wrong. In fact, the sheep had done everything right by following the shepherd into the valley of the shadow of death. The path through the valley was part of the shepherd's plan. So shepherds in those days, in order to get their their flock to greener pastures or to higher plateaus where the sheep could eat in, in peace without having to worry about predators, the shepherds would first have to lead their flock of sheep through these These valleys, and in these valleys, there'd be steep ravines, and this is where the, the predators and the, in those days, the lions and the bears and the wolves, they would, uh, they would wait there, and they would wait for the sheep to walk through, and they would attack. That's where predators would be. And in these valleys, in these deep ravines, they would cast long shadows that would hinder visibility in that area. But the shepherd would lead his flock through that valley. Why? Because in order to get to the higher pastures, they would have to follow into the valley of the shadow of death. You see, your path is part of His plan. Your path through the darkness, your path through the valley of the shadow of death, the Good Shepherd is leading you through that you say, you didn't do something wrong. God put you in that position. He's allowing that thing to happen in your life because he has greener pastures. He has something higher for you. He has a higher plateau. He has higher ground he wants to lead you to. And in order to get you to that place, he has to put you through the valley of the shadow of death. What if the valleys and the dark moments that you walk through are an important part of God's plan for your life? What if that part of your life is all part of God's plan? He's putting you through that because he's, he's building your life and he's growing you as part of the plan of God in your life. Everything you're going through that's difficult and dark and painful is being repurposed to build your life. Your path is part of his plan. It's like it reminds me a couple weeks ago, the the spot we shot our Mother's Day Sunday service. Couple weeks ago, you guys remember this. We shot our Mother's Day Sunday service on a, on a, on a plateau, essentially, on the, on the top of a hill. And overlooking this hill was so beautiful. You could see the mountains and you can see the city. But what you didn't get to see, which I'm kind of sad about because it was a lot of fun, is us driving up through the dirt roads that were all washed out and super steep. We had to, we had to drive through. And we had to actually put the Jeep into four-wheel drive to get up this steep hill, the steep dirt road that was all washed out. You know, what we saw was the beautiful plateau, but what we went through to get there was a washed out dirt road. But the path was all part of the plan. You see, sometimes God's going to lead you through that washed out dirt road. Sometimes it's going to be a valley. Sometimes it's going to be steep. Sometimes it's going to be dangerous even. Sometimes it's going to be dark. Yes. But it's all part of the plan to lead you to higher plateau, to higher ground. Trust God in those moments. You don't need to waver in those moments. You didn't even do anything wrong in those moments. It's God leading you to a higher plateau. The, the plan God has for you is a good plan. And sometimes that good plan has difficult paths. Just because it's a bumpy road doesn't mean it's the wrong road. You may be in a trial or dealing with a situation, but that doesn't mean you're in the wrong place doing the wrong thing. It just might mean you're in the right place, being doing the right thing where God wants you to do it. Your path is part of his plan. You see, in the moments when we're on a difficult path and in a dark season, trust the good shepherd. Trust that the good shepherd knows what he's doing. He's going to get you through. He's going to lead you in the way that you need to go. Trust. You see, the valley of the shadow of death, the dark season in your life might just be an exercise in faith. Might just be the moment of your life, the season of your life, where we have an opportunity to build our faith. It might be an exercise in faith. When the sheep were in the valley, their faith in the shepherd was exercised. It was tried. Let your valley do that for you. You see this in Second Corinthians chapter five, the Apostle Paul says this. Verse number seven For we walk by faith, not by sight. Let the valley be an exercise of faith. You know what I have learned Late at night when I need to use the restroom or I need to get up to get a drink of water, I've learned that I can't walk around my apartment in the dark. You know, I tried to at first walk around the apartment in the dark, but you know what happened? I always inevitably stubbed my toe, ran into something, hit a picture, did something that was detrimental to my health when there was no light on. But when I turned the light on on my camera phone, you know I noticed? I noticed I had a path, I could see where I was going, and I learned to trust in that light rather than my sight. This morning, God is saying, trust in His light rather than your sight. God is saying, trust in the light I've given you. Trust me in the dark season. Don't trust in your own sight. Trust in my light. You see, when you're going through a relational hardship or a season of illness or a moment of darkness, a moment of doubt, trust his light rather than your sight. You don't need to give into the fear and the despair. You can use that season as an exercise in faith. When I learned to trust my light rather than my sight, that's when I got it right. Maybe you need to repeat that to yourself this morning. When I trust in his light rather than my sight, that's when I get it right. Your faith in the valley and the dark moments may be your greatest message to this world. Why? Look at Matthew chapter 5, verse number 14. It says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hit. You want to know why your faith in the valley is important? You want to know why your faith in the dark times, in the shadow, in the fog, in the ravine, in the valley is important? Because that's when the light of Jesus shines brightest through you into the world. You see, that's when God is using you as a light to our world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. And God wants to lift us up during the dark moments so that we can shine to this world. In the darkness, your light becomes a lighthouse. You see, in the darkness, in the storm, in the fog of life, your light becomes a lighthouse to this world. People see our example when we're walking through dark times. In your seasons of darkness, people should see the light of Jesus Christ shining through you. Not that you don't feel the pain. Not that you're oblivious to what's going around around you. Not that you don't mourn but that you are not crushed, you are not controlled by the dark seasons, you are not controlled by the doubt, you are not moved by the despair? What if people were able to look at you and say, he is in darkness, but the darkness is not in him? You see, what if he is in the darkness, but somehow he is also thriving through the darkness? It reminds me of a plant I heard that existed in Chernobyl. If you guys remember, Chernobyl was the place where there was a nuclear disaster in Russia many, many years ago in the 80s. In Chernobyl, a nuclear power plant had troubles and it started to to blow up, essentially. They contained it, but you can't live in that area. No life can really live in that area because there's so much radiation and radiation poisoning. If you were to go there today, you can only stay for a little bit because it has to be contained. You can't stay there for long because of all the radiation. But they noticed years after this nuclear disaster in Chernobyl. That there is a mushroom that started growing on the inside of this reactor area. And this mushroom doesn't just grow in this area. The mushroom actually absorbs the radiation that's being emitted from that area and it grows somehow from that radiation. It doesn't break down in that area. It doesn't be, it isn't destroyed in that area. It actually grows. It actually thrives in that area. In the dark moments, God has empowered us to thrive in the midst of them. God has empowered us not just to survive them, not just to get through them, but to thrive in the midst of them, whether we're ready for them or not. And He wants us to show that to the world.